This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House USA, the place where you get the chance to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders in America. My name is Nick Hoadley and I'm the CEO of Insurance Search. We specialize in helping insurance businesses grow and multiply their growth by attracting, recruiting and retaining the highest performing insurance professionals in the country. Each week in the Coffee House, we interview leading insurance business leaders and discover how they achieve their success, learn what advice they have for other aspiring insurance business leaders, and we discover what makes their business an attractive proposition for high-performing talent. This week, I'm very happy to be joined by Maureen Gallagher from Assured Partners. Maureen is the agency president for Michigan, and she also heads up the National Real Estate and Workers' Comp across the business. Welcome to the show, Maureen. Thank you. Happy to be here. Maureen, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Really looking forward to hearing about your long and distinguished career, both at Assured Partners and and your time leading up to that. Maureen, before we get on to the main body of our questions today, can I ask you about that time leading up to the acquisition and merger with Assured Partners and your career up to that point? Well, as we chatted about before, I've often referred to my career as the accidental career. Uh, I didn't start out uh, with a grand plan of here's what I want to be and here's where I want to go, which I, I see a lot of our young professionals coming in the field with a much better uh, understanding and direction of what they want to be. I actually started as a secretary, and we did call them secretaries back then, <laughs> in the boiler machinery department of Zurich Insurance Company. And so I worked my way up through underwriting. And when I started in the business, there was no female underwriters, no female managers, they were no female agents. The only thing women did were secretaries and rating. And when I started, uh, so I was kind of the first of everything: first female underwriter, and then first female agent, and so on and so forth. I, I found myself early in my career leaning toward sales. I, I think you, uh, as an insurance professional, you figure out pretty early on: do you belong in underwriting? Do you belong in sales? You know, where where, where do you fit in? For me, it was definitely agency sales. Mm. Um, so I found myself there. And uh, I would say that as opportunities arose for me, I certainly seized them. And, and I think that's a really important point. You know, sometimes fear holds people back from jumping in. That never held me back. I didn't care what I knew. I just jumped right in and said, let's do it. Um, and I ended up starting my own agency with another benefits producer who's just phenomenal salesperson, great individual. And we really loved what we were doing. We did that for you know quite a while. And then Accordia of Michigan approached me to uh, run their Michigan operations as the CEO. Uh, they were looking for sales leadership. You know, I had a reputation in that area and what we had done building this agency from scratch. So I went on board with them. And uh, that was my first big leadership position. Um, my partner had no interest in being owned by someone else. So we split. It was very easy to do. I wrote PNC, he wrote benefits. So he took his and I went on with mine. And uh, so first year there, very corporate environment, 
over 100 employees, three offices, and a third-party administrator of claims. So it was a, um, you know, something I was woefully unprepared for. And uh, I would describe my first year as fairly painful for me and probably even more so for my employees. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, I'm a pretty quick learner. And uh, and Accordia was wonderful in getting me the types of, uh, you know, training and leadership um, abilities that I needed. Uh, you know, the first thing I learned about leadership, and, and it still stands true for me today, is, is self-awareness. You need to understand your strengths and your weaknesses as a leader and a person and that impact you have on other people. And I also learned that, I think this is especially true for women, we like to be liked. And being liked by your employees is a bonus. It's far more important to be fair, consistent, and also, I would say, objective in things. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to be respected by them. You know, it doesn't matter on the others. So I did that for seven years running that office. And uh, I learned a ton. I, I credit Accordia for me being where I am today. There's no way I would be there without that experience. So then I had a leader come in. Uh, we went through four owners and eight bosses in those seven years. And wow. my last boss... Uh, was an admin person and he wanted admin leadership. Mm. I was a sales leadership. Mm. And so he maneuvered me out of that position when he did an acquisition and put the acquisition lead in charge of the office. So it stung. You know, you have to, when, when something like that happens to you, you always have to step back and do a brutal postmortem. Was it me? Was I now performing? And in this case, you know what? I wasn't. I just received a huge bonus from the year before and every year I'd done well. Um, but, you know, he has the right to have his own leaders, and that's what happened. So um, I took stock of things then and decided that I wasn't going to continue with the Corea in the position they wanted me in. And I left, and I started another agency from scratch. <laughs> the first time you're just ignorant, you don't realize yeah. how hard it was. The second time, I had no excuse. Um, but, you know, I had a vision of what I wanted to create. And, um, you know, I got to go around and I'd been in the business long enough and I knew people. I got to hire the all-star team. I mean, I was literally meeting people at Caribou Coffee and Starbucks and telling them I was going to have an office. And they believed me, you know, and they came on board. (laughs) And so off we went and we started the second time. That agency ended up being a part of Nice Lukens, where I became a partner ultimately, which became Assured Partners' very first acquisition. We were acquisition one, and we are about 82, 83 million in revenue. And we are now over a $1.6 billion company. So I've had the privilege and really it's been an honor watching this company grow and develop to what it is today, uh, being the first acquisition. Thank you, Maureen. I think the experience is incredible. And your journey there, it's such variety with corporate work, underwriting, but also moving into leadership positions, moving on to a CEO position and coming back for for another startup and going through that process again. Before we move on to your time at Assured Partners, can I ask you how you went about things second time around setting up that business once you'd had experience of leading an insurance agency? You know, you mentioned 100 people at the company going from a very small startup to to running a a good sized business like that. How did you then find things second time around? 
Uh, oh, of course, much easier. You, you know, the, the first time around, we were, um, it, it was very difficult. I mean, you were trying to recruit people, trying to get an agency appointment, I mean, company appointments, uh, working on card tables. I mean, we actually had two of our cl- uh, clients, brothers, who had financed our furniture and all. I mean, we, we my partner and I literally looked at them like, sure, we'll give you a loan. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started. The second time, you know, I was much more experienced and, and knew what, you know, what I needed and wanted. But mm-hmm. I also uh, wanted a certain kind of agency. I, I realized I had zero interest in bot policies, small policies, personal lines, benefits. I wanted to write large risk management accounts, which I was good at. Yeah, That's all we did. And today, my Southfield office at Assured Partners is still that. We're not a normal office. We are basically a large risk management team that writes predominantly national um, real estate accounts, as well as I would say if it is lost challenge, cat challenge, there's a a degree of difficulty to it. That's probably going to be a good account for us in our office here. So that's what I wanted to do. So I hired people that were going to be able to support that vision. And so I would say it was easier the second time around than the first time. I had no difficulty getting a company appointments the second time. I was pretty well known. Yeah. And then through that success, you became the first acquisition for Assured Partners and described the huge growth that's been in the business since then. I know that you wear a number of hats. So could could we start off by talking about the Michigan team that you're president of and then some of the other hats that you wear as well as part of your role? Well, like I said, uh, our Michigan office is really not a uh, full service office. We, We have a specialization in risk management accounts. So everyone there is very skilled in handling uh, large, you know, national and international accounts. That's what we do. Um, so that's the the office. The real estate brand is a national position and real estate vertical that we have. Yeah. And, you know, basically what happens in a, in a specialization is that you're handling accounts, you're learning from your clients, you're helping them with solutions. And when you have a solution, then you say, wow, could this be uh, used with other real estate accounts, and you share that. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of it is it has to do with that. I, I also brought in, um, I, I realized technology was going to be just huge, and especially in what we do, the data required to be able to go to market on the massive accounts that we work on is is really daunting for most clients. Mm. And it was an uh, uh, impediment to a prospect wanting to talk to us because of the time commitment. I felt like in the era of big data, why are we harassing our clients for data that's probably out there? Mm-hmm. I can find it and in, 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 in deploy it in our in our agency. So that's what we did. We started Impact Analytics, and uh, we now have sources that I can pretty much create a statement of values without ever talking to an insured. In fact, we can when we put something together for them, they give us theirs, and we build it out. We send it back. Our information is often more accurate than theirs. Um, so that was a huge thing to be able to bring to the table. We also, you know, the modeling and the hazard reports and the crime indexes and all the things that we can bring to the table mm. to, you know, this is not just for pretty graphs and pictures and exposures. It's to be able to take that data, craft a narrative for you that's going to influence your underwriters to a better program and obviously less cost, which is everybody's goal. We want the best coverage for the least amount of cost. So that that's you know pretty much what the verticals do. We're already doing it, and then we share it. You know, same thing with the work comp. There's many things we do in that area with collateral reduction and negotiation. 
we solve problems and we share it with other producers so they can solve those problems with their clients. I'm sure that gives your producers a massive advantage. You're also involved in the Assured Partners University. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about that as well? Yeah, we're a, a big training company. You know, we we give people the freedom to grow and learn. And when they come in, I mean, I just think back on how I got into this business and sales basically, and this is no joke, they gave you a desk and a telephone. In fact, my very first sales position, I shared a telephone with another guy. It would literally ring and I'd say, Jim, it's for you and hand it over. It was a month before I got my own desk and telephone. And they'd give you a pat on the back and say, good luck. You know, that just doesn't work today. Everything's much more sophisticated. Uh, so, you know, we're very committed to education. And, I, I, you know, as much as I've achieved things in my career, I, I believe my greatest achievement is my ability to um, teach and mentor others. I've lost count of the number of uh, great account executives that I've, I've mentored and trained to very high level positions, the number of million dollar commission producers that have worked under me. That's my greatest achievement. So, you know, I was naturally always teaching and mentoring. And all we've done is taken some of that and formalized that, my teaching at AP University. I was so committed to this that even before the university, uh, when I had Insurance Partners Academy, my second, I mean, agency, my second company, I also started Insurance Partners Academy at the same time, which was a insurance goal which I still own today and, and still um, am the director of that. Maureen, you're obviously incredibly entrepreneurial. You're able to use that entrepreneurial spirit to create some amazing things within a business like Assured Partners. Seems like you've got the best of both worlds there at the moment for your skill set. Yes. I, I, it's one thing to have knowledge. It's an entirely different thing to know how to take that knowledge and execute with it. Mm -hmm. And that is probably the, the single most significant thing I'm able to teach the, the people that work with me is how to execute. You have to be able to get things done. I know our, our listeners are, are going to be very interested to find out what coffee gets you going in the morning, wearing so many different hats and having so much responsibility. <laughs> so what, what's your go-to cup of coffee in the morning, Maureen? Well, I am a big fan of Peace Coffee, just like Peace, B-E-A-C-E, -E, coffee. They have a wonderful mission as a company. They're out of uh, Minnesota, and they, I think it's Minneapolis, Minnesota. And they it's all organic and from Guatemala and, you know, how they pay their growers and all. It's, it's really impressive, not to mention it's just amazingly delicious coffee. So that is my coffee of choice. Tastes good as well. That's fantastic. Always good to hear that. And I'm sure I'll check that out. Maureen, we talked a little bit already about your transition into various positions, but how did you find that step into C-suite leadership position? And how did you find that transition from that previous role that you had? Well, like I said, I, I, I think it was pretty painful. I, I was full of, as they say, piss and vinegar and confidence back then. But I learned quickly on that I was way over my head in, in, in this role. You know, I have a lot of good instincts and I'm not afraid to make decisions. And I, I would tell you that I'd been in the role for a year and I remember talking to the, my chairman of the board, um, just saying, hey, look, if you don't think I'm the right person for this, you know, just take me out of it. Because I was really just feeling like, wow, you know, I wasn't doing the right thing. And he looked at me and he's like, she's Maureen, you know, what you've done here. And I mean, we were losing a million dollars a year when I took it over and I had to turn around in three months to making money. 
And uh, they were very impressed. And he said, if we could have more CEOs that would make decisions and, and move on that, not be afraid of that, mm-hmm. um, he said, we'd be in great shape. He, he had not realized how hard he had been on me. I probably deserved it, but uh, he had not realized that. And I needed to hear that at that time. I think it's yeah. really important that you have these honest, open discussions with your leadership. Mm-hmm. And it's that you really understand how well you're doing and where you need to improve. Mm. Um, and I wasn't afraid to do that. I think it was a, it was very helpful to me. So the actual transition was, was was pretty smooth, and you were you were executing, you were delivering very well. Although in your own mind, you were thinking, you know, what can I still do better, and what's maybe not going quite as well as I think it could be. Well, it, you know, I'm a salesperson first, and and salespeople have this spidey sense. My ability to read people and persuade them to my point of view—that is what I do for a living. And I sensed that I didn't have my staff with me. I was achieving things that in the company, but I knew they weren't behind me. And that's what I was struggling with. I had to learn how to be a better leader for my people. And uh, that's when Jack sent me to, uh, my chairman sent me to University of Michigan uh, Management School. And I spent six weeks there. And that was extremely helpful to me, extremely helpful. And what would you say has been your biggest achievement so far in your leadership career? You know, like I said, I think I've achieved a lot. I mean, I've, I've won more awards that I can count and all that, but that's not what's meaningful to me. To me, what's meaningful is how I've impacted other people's lives, um, whether it's my clients. You know, what we do is incredibly important. You know, we all want to leave the world a better place. And as insurance professionals, you know, that's it's, that, that's not the sexiest career to, to, you know, we're not out, you know, going to Africa and changing the world here. You know, we do this by helping our clients save lives, prevent injury and illness and avoid financial hardship. Yeah. And I can tell you that after a devastating storm, and we've had many of them in, in America, as you know, um, I might not be their first call. They're going to make sure everybody's safe, but I'm going to be their second call. And that's a pretty important position. So knowing your craft and, and, and making sure you're insuring people properly so those policies respond like they think they should be is critically important. So there's that aspect that we make a difference, but also making a difference in individuals' lives, like our account managers and our producers, where you go from being a $200,000 commission producer to a $1.5 million commission producer I have changed his life. I've changed his career and I've changed his life and his family's life. I mean, that that's that's huge. Mm. So to me, that's the greatest achievement I've made. Not not the titles and the agencies and the, that that's not that's not important. It's how many lives did you touch and make a difference? Uh, Maureen, that, that's absolutely fantastic. I love that achievement through others. Have you ever had a time in your career where perhaps you were overlooked for a position or there was an opportunity that you went for and it it didn't quite work out. And how did you go about overcoming that? Well, that hasn't happened to me. In fact, if anything, I was offered positions I wasn't ready for. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that the, I I think I'd have to go back to when I was taken out of the leadership position uh, when I had done really well and I just wasn't his kind of person. But that stung. That was very difficult. And I, I, I think when something like this happens in your career, you need to take a step back and take a deep breath. Give yourself a chance to grieve because it was a loss for me. I was very proud of being in that position. And it meant a lot to me. And all of a sudden, I wasn't that person anymore. Um, and, I, and I think you also have to do, like I said, a brutal postmortem. 
you know, what did you do to contribute to that? You know, and look at all of that. And then, you know what? Stuff's going to happen in your career. You have to just put it behind you and move on. If you've been overlooked for a position, which, like I said, I don't think that's ever happened in my career. I just got fired from one position. But I think you have to have that conversation with your leader. You have to ask them, what didn't I do? What didn't I bring to the table that made you choose so-and-so over me? And what do I need to do to, so that I will be in contention next time? You have to ask those questions. And sometimes, you know what, there are answers you don't like hearing, but, but, but you have to. So that's what I would say there. I haven't really been overlooked, but I, I have been fired once. <laughs> <laughs> Maury, moving on to President Day and Insured Partners now, how are you adopting new technology or implementing digital change there to meet and exceed your customers' expectations? Well, I think that goes back to impact analytics, where I was early on, I felt technology was going to be significant in, in, in our industry. When I started my agency for the second time, you know, we're going back, what, 15, 20 years ago, and technology wasn't that big. And I was determined to be paperless. Hmm. And I wanted to start day one without paper. And I can remember being in the conference room with my staff, and I kept hearing, well, we can't do that with this. We can't do it. And, and, and I finally said, okay, stop. We are taking that out of our vocabulary. We have to ask ourselves the right question. We're going to do this. How are we going to do it? I need you to tell me the how. So we went paperless when it wasn't easy, when you had to scan in every paper painstakingly slow and all of that. I remember meeting with insurance companies and saying, can we just get our policies electronically? And a few of them kind of laughed at me. And I, and I was like, what's so funny about this? It was Maureen, we've been trying to give them to agents electronically. They want the paper. I was like, I'll be your first one. Send them to me. So, you know, I started with that kind of mentality that we were. And of course, it got easier and easier and easier to be paperless. And uh, when I when we were part of, I uh, started with Nice Lucas, you know, went with them, merged with them, and then Assured Partners. Um that was a big conversation about, oh, big accounts can't be paid. I'm like, all I do is big accounts and we're 100% paperless. So that's just a non-starter. So we started with that. And then it went into the impact analytics where this data is out there. How do we get it and, and deploy it for our, our, our clients? And every day we get better in, in that area. It's, it's been exciting to watch my analysts constantly coming to me with Maureen we just saw this, we need to be doing this and interacting. And I just think it's it's being willing to change constantly to improve because that's what's happening in technology. Every day it's getting better and more efficient and we have to just stay pace with that. And how do you find your producers or with your senior account executives who might be looking after those camps, how, how do you find they adapt themselves to work with that technology and work with that, that big data piece that, that gives you that edge? They love it. They want more of it. And, you know, I'm now on the, the the twilight of my career. You know, I'm dealing with a lot of younger people who grew up with technology. I think if you took the group that in, is in my era and, and, and talked to them, some of this technology has been a little overwhelming. But technology has also been made, been made easier that even older folks are have embraced it and using it now, too. 
But the younger folks, in fact, the younger the buyers are, they don't want any paper. It's like, you know, I can't tell you how many meetings I'm in where they're handing the binder back because we've already emailed it to them. And they're like, yeah, we don't want that. So, yeah, it's a non-issue. I mean, I think our everybody's embraced technology at this point, I feel. Right. What do you feel are the major challenges ahead for insurance executives? You know, I've been doing this over 40 years. And I can tell you that have the products changed? Sure. You know, there's coverages we sell today that didn't exist before. Have the carriers changed? Absolutely. I can probably lay, name, name 20 companies that don't even exist anymore that when I started the business. And have um, the way we do business changed? Yeah. But at the heart of what we do, that hasn't changed one single bit. It's all about client service. And client service is at the heart of what we do. And that's that's the bottom line. And I think that if your mentality is always that you're looking to do the best for the client, you know, the old sales schools used to be the ABC method, always be closing. I tell my producers, no, 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 it's ABH, always be helping. Because you know what? If you're helping them and you're helping them, you know, enrich their business and their lives and their situation, the byproduct is you're going to be enriched by that. And you, that's the, 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 the kind of mentality you have to have. You know, I, I, there's certain things I ban in my um, teaching. I hate the words upselling and cross-selling because that is, seems to me like it's a benefit to the agency. That's not what we're doing. What we're doing is presenting the situation that something is not covered under your current policies. Here's the exposure you have. And are you aware you can buy insurance for it? I mean, that is being of service to your client. You know, trying to sell those additional lines to make more commission is the wrong way to go about that. Yeah. If you're always helping, then that's going to be a good thing for you. I mean, you're going to you're going to do well. I think that's so right. And I think that's such a great way of looking at things. I know within our own business, our mantra is helping insurance people succeed. It's really about helping people. If you can help people with their career, you're going to add a lot of value to them. And that's going to that's going to really drive the business. Yeah, my ABH. ABH, yeah, always be helping. (laughs) Thanks, Maureen. That brings us nicely onto the espresso round. Now, listeners will know so-called as the questions are short, sharp, and straight to the point. I know that you enjoy your your peace coffee, so you ready for a peace espresso? Sure. (laughs) The espresso round. Maureen, what are the characteristics about Assured Partners that makes it such a great place to work at? I think it is the ability to learn and grow and also to implement your ideas. I'll give you an example. We had a young woman that we brought in as an intern, one person in 2015, and she had an amazing experience from that. And when she got hired full time with us, you know, she came to us and said, you know, this mentorship program was really beneficial to me. And I think your partner should be doing more of that. So fast forward five years, she is our director of college engagement and uh, runs our intern program. And we are going to have 120 interns today. Wow. Uh, when I came to them about impact analytics, I just said, hey, we need this. And I need to hire it. And they were like, great, let's do it. You'd be in charge of it. So, I mean, that's huge to not come into an organization that's got their guardrails and this is how we do things. It's uh, that's a great idea. Let's, let's bring that in. And I, I think that makes us unique and, and, and special. That sounds brilliant. And I think very entrepreneurial, a bit like uh, how it's been with, with your career there. 
What would you say are the opportunities that you provide to high-performing insurance leaders who want to progress their insurance careers? Gosh, that's almost a duplicate answer what I what I just said. Yeah, leads up very well. Implement your ideas and 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 you know what? If you don't have ideas and you're at the beginning of your career, mm. we do have the the um, opportunities to learn. You yeah. know, you, you know, your first two years feels like somebody took out a fire hose and shoots information at you. And uh, we do that even more so at, at Assured Partners, but that's going to benefit you and accelerate your your success by having that. Brilliant. And then turning things around, what do you then look for? What do you seek out in those insurance professional and leaders when you're hiring for stuff? What are the key attributes that you look for? Well, I would think number one is to be resourceful. If you're curious, you're going to find out answers and find out solutions. So curiosity is big. Yeah. I think we also look at uh, their ability to persuade. And, uh, you know, not only we talked about this earlier and from a leadership standpoint, you got to get your your team behind your mission and your values and what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, we're a sales organization. We have to be able to persuade um, our clients. So I think that's a, a big thing. Um, I think we look for organizational savvy. Um, you cannot be successful in what we do. If you're very disorganized and you don't understand how to um, establish effective backrooms and such, so that's important. And I think finally, we look for competitiveness. Um, you know, that's there's a difference between being ambitious and competitive. Mm-hmm. Competitive, your desire to win, um, not for titles and for you know compensation and all that, just for the pure joy of winning is important. And I'm, I'm, we're a sales organization and we have to have people that like to win, you know, so that that's incredibly important. So important for any sales professional to have that ingrained yeah. in them. What would you say is the largest challenge you face when attracting talent or what frustrations can there be sometimes with the recruitment process? Well, that can be a one word espresso answer time. <laughs> I, I do think that Assured Partners offers so much that if we have the ability to get a candidate we want in front of us, we're going to be a top contender for them. But the problem is finding that person, recruiting that person and getting them in front of the right people. It's incredibly important. We're growing and we're constantly hiring. So we either have to have recruiters internally or we're going to have to partner with an organization that knows the type of individual we're looking for and can do that recruiting for us. So I would say the frustration is really time. It's a full-time job. Certainly music to my ears, Maureen. Thank you for thank you. <laughs> I, think, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's a key challenge for a lot of insurance businesses. They've got a great offering. Once they get people through the door interview, they're very good at closing those people or educating them and showing them what those opportunities are. But it's about reaching out externally and, and finding those good quality people and letting them know your story and what opportunities there are there for them. So key key issue across the industry for sure. Final question in the espresso round. If there are any insurance professionals or executives out there in the States now considering their next move, what would your advice be to them? First of all, I think you need to recognize that all organizations are imperfect. They're just differently imperfect. I've seen a lot of individuals jump from organization to organization and blaming the company for their lack of performance. And, you know, businesses are looking for people who are able and willing to think and are 
um, self-managing and are, um, you know, reliable. They're looking for those people that can do that. So, you know, I, I think that the number one thing, I, I guess I'll go back to Alex Green's book where he wrote a book called um, Three Words That Will Change Your Life. And those three words are I am responsible. Mm-hmm. So he argues that um, most people will take credit for all the good things that happen in their life, but they tend to blame uh, circumstances or others when, when, when bad things happen or unfavorable things happen to them. And now we're in a pandemic, which clearly there are circumstances that, that can get in the way of things. I mean, we've all seen that. But businesses, again, are looking for people that can self-manage mm-hmm. and that are going to uh, find um, uh, solutions to problems rather than waiting for somebody to give them that solution. Yeah. So I, I would say that if you develop self-reliance and you take ownership, that is a true personal power. And any organization will want you if you develop those skills, any organization. Fantastic. I think I think that's so true about taking personal ownership for not only your career, but also your performance and company's performance as well. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Maureen. It's been really, really insightful today. Before we go, though, can I just ask you for your one piece of closing advice for our listeners and how would they go about contacting you after the show? I would say do what you love and it's not work. And the last thing would be um, I'm already getting 300 emails a day, so I certainly don't want email. <laughs> <laughs> but you you could probably, I, I'm on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm pretty easy to find there. That would be a great way to contact me. <laughs> a little nudge on LinkedIn. Well, our listeners can also certainly reach out to us after the show so we can provide that little bit of filter for you there, Maureen. So you don't, you don't get that box full. <laughs> Happy to provide that service for you. Maureen, thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed having you on the show. We've learned so much about leadership, about technology and about inspiring people within the insurance industry. So thank you so much for your time today. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoyed being here. Thanks, Maureen. And to all the insurance business leaders out there, whether you're based in the United States or internationally, we thank you for listening to the show. And I'm sure you would have gained a lot of insight from Maureen today. If you do enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app. And remember to download and subscribe to the show so that you get each of the episodes into your inbox each week. Till next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House USA. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.